Hello and welcome. I'm Eric. And I'm John. And this is the Wikipedia Chronicles. Start with a random article, explore it, then follow the links and see where it takes us. So, John, what is your random article today? My random article is Croatia versus the United States. Interesting. Nineteen ninety is the uh, is the the year. Hmm. Yeah. It was an international football friendly. Ah. Uh. Croatia's first international match, as it would have it. I was expecting some kind of a war, and I was confused as to why. That'd be a very strange. <laughs> we were fighting Croatia well, in 1990. That'd be that, that's a weird situation for one. For another thing, I don't think I've seen wars labeled as this country versus this country. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit. That's a bit. They should. I mean, yeah, that'd be that'd be a, a lot more fun. Easy way to determine what what the situation was. Yeah, like a like a sporting event, only with <laughs> death. Um, but in any case, yeah, there actually is some stuff in here about some political goings on and some rebellions. Hmm. But even though it's just a football match, um, but uh, anyway, what do you have for your article there, Eric? Well, I have. Type 079 class landing ship, or under the NATO reporting name Julian class, huh. belongs to People's Liberation Army Navy. People's Liberation Army? It doesn't sound like a NATO nation. Yeah. What's the People's Liberation Army? I don't know. Okay, well... <laughs> So we have a football match or a ship, which is owned by a country that is apparently someplace in the North Atlantic, but doesn't sound sounds more like something like North Korea, really. I mean, like People's yeah. Liberation Army, it doesn't sound does not sound not communist. A little very flag communist. here, and it definitely has an Asian tinge to it. But you said it's a NATO ship, an ATO. Yeah, I don't know. North Who Atlantic. Knows? trade organization i don't know yeah okay but yeah people's liberation army navy well i'm torn because <laughs> um no i kidding no i'm not i, I don't care about soccer uh, <laughs> i want to find out about this ship what did, what did you say it was uh, again type 079 dash class landing ship all right Okay. Yeah, it does look like a very uh, Asian flag. Maybe even the Chinese flag. Yeah, it's like all red. Has a little yellow star, I guess. Mm-hmm. Little blue stripes below it. Hmm. Well, uh, it says that it was designed from 1971 to 1973. 
and construction began in 1974 at the Gangju Shipyard, which, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> Gangju is definitely in China. Yeah, it says uh, <laughs> it was launched on July 22nd, 1976. That's what the article says. And due to the changes of Sino-Vietnamese relations, the end customer became Plan instead. Which hmm. is the People's Liberation Army Navy. Okay, so it looks like it was built by whoever the, you know, whoever Gung Shu Shipyard is, which probably China. I think that's China. It I sounds, I'm pretty it sounds sure I've like heard China. that name before yeah. in like reference to a t- Chinese industrial city. Yeah. But yeah, so then they sold it to the those people. Uh, Maybe this, just NATO. NATO just gave it a name for when I it think, comes around yeah, that area. Yeah, it wasn't actually a NATO ship. It was just something that they wanted to be able to identify. Yeah. So they called it this. They wanted something easier than Type 079 class yeah, landing ship. Which I get. I figured they probably have. <laughs> who knows how many other nations in 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 the NATO that may mm-hmm. also already have a Type 079 ship. That yeah. may be confusing. Okay. Uh. <laughs> This is cute. Uh, the trials that the boat had between December of 1972 and January 1977 revealed the performance was, quote, somewhat satisfactory. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like yeah, a great it's, reason. It's decent. Yeah. But the speed was slow and the ability to operate in bad weather was poor. Always great for a ship. Yeah, just go ahead and make that. Yeah, just make that thing. Don't even worry. Don't even care. No about matter what ship you're in, you're going to be terrified in a storm. But I mean, yeah. I but mean, if your ship is especially bad in poor weather, that's not going to be... That's not a good situation. Yeah. Especially if you're a landing class. Like, your entire purpose is to get people from, like, one point to another. Mm. Not drown anybody. Just, like manage to get like that's that seems like it should be a pretty routine thing you shouldn't have too much yeah. trouble building a ship that can do that competently so why would you choose to produce one that did it wrong mm-hmm. is what i want to know but it says that they did to their credit immediately begin working on a redesign named the type 0792 class mm. while the first unit subsequently became named the type 0791 and only a total of 31 were built. And that includes the conversion of the sole Type 0791 to Type 0792 standard. 26 of them were completed by Guangzhou Shipyard International. And then four were completed by Xiamen Shipyard. Yep. I don't know, I don't know where that last one is at all. I've never heard of Z- Sounds like it's Xiamen? Chinese region. Xiamen. Yeah. Xia. 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 Men. Xiamen. Yes. X-Men. Got X-Men. it. X-Men. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Type 2 was also designed by the 708th, 708th Research Institute. And the main difference between the two is that the first one is larger with dimensions increased to 72 meters by 13.8 meters or sorry 
The difference between the two is the 0792 is larger with dimensions of 72 meters by 13.8 meters by 2.6 meters, Please note respectively. We, we don't have any original dimensions in the article to go off of to <laughs> note any differences. But, yes, uh, there's no way to respect them to other it things. It literally lists the exact same measurements above. Like yeah. They're there, they're under the general characteristics, but it's exactly the same. <laughs> yep, there's, there's no reason for... Okay. And... <laughs> The displacement was increased to 833 tons. And then more complex machinery was added, increased of crew members to 109, which was three times more than the original one. Whoa, that's weird. How did they manage to <laughs> squeeze in three times as many people into the same know. design ship? The speed was increased to 13 knots. Okay, 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 go back. What? How do they take the ship, and then they just make a few modifications to it, and suddenly it goes from being slow, dumb, and unable to hold that many people, <laughs> to being able to go faster while holding more people. While being bigger. While being bigger. What did they do wrong the first time? Like, obviously they knew how to make a way better thing. Yeah. Almost immediately, they made a way better thing. I don't understand what they did. I want to see one of these unmodified ones. I want to see a Type yeah. 791. Because I want to see how much, how yeah, did they, they have possibly mess this up? Might have to Google to check those out because they don't have any pictures in this article. They really, really don't. I'm guessing it's probably not going to be that impressive of a ship. I just want to see how how that worked. Okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to turf myself over to like just a Google image search, I suppose. Here, yeah. Type uh, 079. Make sure you type the landing ship in class. Landing ship. Okay. Alright, so we got a good picture of that. Wait, no, that's not. Is that it? It's 792. That's the type 074. 7272. This one's the type 0722. Okay. People, I typed in an exact number. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason that Wikipedia... I mean, all these results that I'm getting, the first hits I get on the Google image search for this are all from Wikipedia anyway. <laughs> They're just not for this article. Yeah. So it's entirely possible that the internet has forgotten about this ship. <laughs> Nobody ever bothered to take a picture of it. No, they did not. Okay, I'm going to put quotes around 0791. Wow. Nowhere on the internet. No place to be found, huh? There is not a single place on the internet that has an image of 0791. Well. Let's try 079. Let's yes. broaden our scope here. Down our periscope. Okay, still getting 072. Hmm. Got 074 again. Ooh. Oh, wait, here we go. 3D models type 79. Yes, yes, there we are. That's... I don't know if that's the first or the second, but, but it's, it's something. It's, this is there. There is one. And I could see that being problematic. But this problematic. says 979, though. It says 978 on the, side. On the side, I think. That's one of the ones. If you look at the Wikipedia article, 978's there are pennant numbers. There is a uh, 978. 978's part of the South Sea Fleet in the registry over on the Wikipedia article. Hmm. Okay. So that, that makes sense. It's one of the designations. I just don't 
I still don't understand where they put the other 60 people. They redesigned <laughs> this thing. This doesn't look like a very big boat. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But it's weird that there's yeah, there's no more information about it really. Oh wow! Okay. In addition to all those modifications, it was strengthened by the addition of two BM twenty one one hundred twenty two millimeter rocket launchers. Oh snap! Man, this thing really got beefed up. Then, after nearly three decades, after production ended in 1983, that most still remain yeah. in. <laughs> Chinese service today. There we go. So I think, yeah, they were built in China and they probably just went back to China. And they're now in Chinese Navy South Sea Fleet. Oh, okay, so the People's Liberation Army Navy I think is Chinese. Because in parentheses here after South Sea Fleet it says Plan SSF. So I assume that's part of the People's Liberation Army-Navy. That would make sense. We can go there to find out about that. This is true. So do we want to go to the People's Liberation Army-Navy or South Sea Fleet? Hmm. Tricky. One probably leads to another. Possibly. I do want to know about the People's Liberation Army, but the South Sea Fleet sounds interesting, too. Hmm. Let's... Let's go get the People's Liberation Army Navy out of the way and see if and we can't find... They'll probably list the other one somewhere. Probably. Here's hoping. All right. People's Liberation Army Navy. Their flag kind of looks like a star with a machine gun in front of it. Mm-hmm. It's nice to get a bigger picture here. Yep. Sure enough. So it's the Naval Warfare Branch of the People's Liberation Army, which is the armed forces of the People's Republic of China. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Says that its lineage goes back to the ancient year of 1950. <laughs> and throughout the 1950s and early 1960s, the Soviet Union provided assistance to the People's Liberation Army Navy, heretofore known as Plan in the form of naval advisors and export of equipment and technology. Until the late 1980s, the plan was a largely river, line, and littoral force, or better known as a brown water navy, which is to say they were primarily shallow water bound. However, by the 1990s, following the fall of the USSR and a shift towards a more forward-oriented foreign and security policy, the Chinese leaders of the military were freed from worrying over land-border disputes, and so they instead turned their attention towards the seas. This led to the development of the People's Liberation Army Navy into a Greenwater Navy by 2009. Before the 1990s, the plan had traditionally played a subordinate role to the People's Liberation Army ground force. So, I'm assuming Greenwater Navy is, like, ocean-esque? It's gotta be, it's gotta be deeper water, yeah. Something. Though, it's interesting to note that 
yeah, it's it's meant to operate out more in the oceans than it is in the near shoreline areas. Mm. So, the fact that the, the army, uh, the navy of China, literally just got around to doing that in 2009 is kind of <laughs> interesting. Yeah, because really, what are you going to do in just shallow waters? Just kind of puts around and threaten Taiwan, threaten Hong Kong. Yeah, I guess it's, that's about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. I mean, whenever I would play uh, uh, Command and Conquer, mm-hmm. you know, you'd always build up your armies and kind of have that little army or like na- navy section building up, and then send all those boats around to the yep. other side. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's exactly and it. Age of Empires 2, same thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. you just have you whoever's just, really close to yeah. you. If you can get to them, you can get to them. All you need is a little river. And yep. Just send all the boats Send over. all the boats right <laughs> over there. Just ruin their day. Tear down the cities. It'll be fine. But I do think it is interesting to notice that it is also the second largest navy in the world hmm. after the United States Navy and has the largest number of major combatants of any navy. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people in China, so... There are. There are 220, 255,000 people who are in the navy alone. Hmm. That is a lot. It's a pretty decent number, but I mean... China for being as big as it is, they could have more. Yeah. <laughs> they really could. <laughs> they could probably spare about a million people and still not break a sweat. Nope. Especially now that they've gone back up to that two-child policy. Yeah. The one-child policy is no more. <laughs> See what I did there? Future-proof the episode. <laughs> China probably won't go back to a two-child, a one-child policy again, so you know. Mm good for at least another 30 years. <laughs> and it says uh, in 2008, General Kian Luhua confirmed Reeves. <laughs> uh, that China plans to operate a small fleet of aircraft carriers in the near future. So maybe by now. But for the purpose of regional defense as opposed to global reach. And it says as, as of 2013, PLA officials have also outlined plans to operate in the first and second island chains. And Chinese strategists term the development of the plan from a green water navy into a regional blue water defensive and offensive navy. Has a, you know, a little bit more wordy, but. Yeah. But I'm guessing we have brown water, now we have green water, and mm-hmm. now we have, finally, blue water. Yeah. Blue water must be the big one. The one that has to go out on the wide open seas. Well, yeah, on the right-hand side, it does officially say that it is a blue water navy now. Yikes. They grew up quick. <laughs> they went from being brown water navy for forever, to green water in 2009, to blue water navy now. <laughs> That's fast. Yeah. Especially considering... But they did have technology advancement on their side. That's true. We did have far more uh, refined uh, Mm -hmm. building techniques and so forth, I'm sure, by that point in time. So, yeah, the... the, Wow, so, okay, the 
People's Liberation Army Navy is composed of five separate branches. Uh, the People's Liberation Army Navy Submarine Force, the Plan Surface Force, the Plan Coastal Defense Force, and the Plan Army Marine Corps, and the Plan Air Force. So, like, they've taken breaking up different military subsects into even further. It seems like they're not really doing anything with them. Nah, I mean, what's there to do? <laughs> you build a really large navy now, you're kind of a little late to the game. Yeah. War is sort of becoming more and more obsolete. Yeah. The new world order is drones, man. Get with the program. <laughs> Navies are uncool. Hey, man, they'll, they'll be the first to build drone ships. Oh, they'll snap. They'll build the, uh, the carrier from uh, Avengers. Oh, snap. That'd be awesome. The boat that turns into a drone. Might as well. They have the technology, I'm sure. They just don't feel like expending the resources. They have the, the resources. resources. That's they probably true. do have the resources, actually. <laughs> they might as well do it. Just have that. Have air and sea superiority in one mm -hmm. fantastic vessel. <laughs> okay. Do you want to find uh, the South Sea... Yeah, we have them down here. If you go under the organization heading, there's actually three different fleets. The North Sea Fleet, the East Sea Fleet, and the South Sea Fleet. It's a shame the West Sea doesn't get its representation. Well... Although they don't really have a West Sea. There isn't. <laughs> yes. There's kind of a desert over there. Um, <laughs> well, they could go all the way over to the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, I mean, if they... If they were getting really like, if they really wanted to make some people pretty angry, they could go ahead and do that. Um, now as it stands, it doesn't seem like they have a terribly storied naval history, so I don't mm -hmm. think that'd be very smart of them because as soon as they go over there, they have <laughs> nations that have been doing things with boats for a very long time. Yeah. And I don't care how advanced your technology is, I think experience has a lot to do with the strategy there. But anyway, yeah, we can go to the. South Sea Fleet. Alright. So, the South Sea Fleet is a fleet of the plan, as we established. Oddly, though, even though the plan was established in the 1950s, this fleet was established in late 1949 hmm. as the Central Military Navy. It was renamed in 1955 once the plan got a hold of it. The flagship of the South Sea Fleet is the AOR slash AK Nan Chang, or the 953. Yeah, initially, the fleet's strength was mostly of former Kuomintang yes. ships and personnel, which either defected or were captured by the plan, or the PLA. Not quite the plan. Not quite the plan yet. Just the plan. <laughs> One of the three fleets of the plan, the, uh, the SSF's duties were to protect the city of Guangzhou, where they were building those other ships, and the Pearl River region, and the support the plot in capturing islands that were still in the hands of... Um, Kuomintang's forces. And they actually 
have been in slow development, despite the larger navy's rapid development. Um, and that's because most of China's shipbuilding industry is located on the northern or eastern coasts. So the south coast kind of got the shaft. And then in the 1970s, the fleet underwent a major buildup due to conflicts in the Paracel Islands and other reefs in the South China Sea. And then in 1974, the South Sea Fleet took the Paracel Islands from South Vietnam. And that resulted in the sinking of one South Vietnamese frigate while damaging another. So two ships? Yeah. <laughs> That's not... That doesn't sound that like, was, like a crazy battle or anything. No, um, I guess it just was a battle. Was was really it? But that's a really long time ago without an incident. I mean, the South Cheat, South China, the South Sea covers kind of like the the Japanese and Korea areas, mm. which you know China hasn't been too cool with that lately. Yeah, I guess it's not like the North Sea Fleet, which has like Russia to deal with, because <laughs> Russia's just kind of they're just like hey. We know our history. We're not going to mess with you guys. <laughs> yeah, mostly. Mostly. Uh, says most of the fleet's surface ships are located at Zhangjiang Naval Base, while all of the fleet's submarines are at the Yulin Naval Base on Hainan Island. The SSF has many other bases, including Gangzhou, Haikou, Shantou, Mawei, and Baihai while Naval Air Force bases are at Lingshui, Haiku, Sanya, Zhangjing, and Koping. The fleet's area of operations is divided into six different zones. A task group under the fleet's deputy commander, Rear Admiral Su Ziquan, consisting of the Luyang One class destroyer, Gangzhou and the tanker Wishanhu visited several European ports, including Portsmouth, Cadiz, and Toulon, in September through October 2007. During the visit, the two ships conducted communications and maritime rescue drills with the HMS Ark Royal. Hmm. They were just kind of buddying up with the British Navy. Buggying up, but you, I mean, come on. They were also obviously like showing off, like, right. look what we have now. <laughs> look at our ships. Here are our ships. Don't want to mess with our ships now, do you? <laughs> Which, I mean, it's kind of lame. I mean, it's sort of obvious, <laughs> obvious staging. It's just kind of shut up. Yeah. Nobody cares about navies anymore. Like, they're neat, <laughs> but ultimately, they're really boring. They're all just garish gray metal <laughs> things on the sea. Yeah, the air and the land are becoming much faster. But uh, there are, it says there's a whole list of ships in the fleet. And there are headings of aircraft carrier, destroyers, frigates, corvettes, diesel electric submarines, and landing ships. I'm interested about corvettes because I've not heard of that beyond the car. Yeah, that is not a term I'm familiar with with regard to the Navy. Um, hmm. We should check out some of those Zhangdao classes uh, if we can. 
where we can check out Zhang Dao class, but none of the other ones have links. Well, that's okay. We'll just check out Zhang Dao class just so we know what a Corvette is. <laughs> what a non-car Corvette is. <laughs> Type 056 Corvette. Man, a lot of ships look pretty much the same. The NATO reporting name is Zhang Dao. But it is officially called Type 056. It says they replace older patrol crafts with some of the Type 053H frigates. And the first o Type 056 entered service in February 2013. That's pretty recent. And an anti-submarine warfare aka ASW variant commonly known as type 056A has also entered service. And they also made an export version called P18 and they delivered that to Nigeria as well as Bangladesh. So, what it's supposed to do is fit the line in a navy between a missile boat and a frigate. It's about 90 meters long and it displaces 1,500 tons. Now, if you recall, the type of boat that we started out the article, this, this whole podcast with, was a displacement of 833. Mm. So this is about twice the size of that ship. So it's not it's not huge. It's not like yeah, a ninety meters long. The other one was only seventy two. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit bigger, but it's not like huge bigger. It's not like an aircraft carrier or anything. Mm. Uh, it incorporates anti radar features. Ooh, uh, top of as the well. line. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It looks pretty sleek too. Honestly, for a little tiny ship, it does look pretty. Like it's not too bumpy and gunny. Yeah, it's got pretty streamlined. Now, the Type 056 is suited for mid-range missions and literal duties, but not major blue water combat operations. It has a crew of 78 with top speed of 25 knots and a range of 3,500 nautical miles, which is uh, almost the same as a normal mile as it translates to <laughs> roughly 6,500 kilometers. But, of course, its range is limited. If it wants to be able to go that far, it can only move at a speed of 16 knots. Mm. Or else it burns through too much fuel too fast. Hmm. Now, in addition to all that, there's also an armament of an AK-176 76mm gun, two 30mm cannons, and four YJ-83 anti-ship missiles. Wow. FL-3000N surface-to-air missiles are also carried in a single eight-cell launcher. And finally, if that weren't enough, <laughs> there are two triple-tube 324-millimeter torpedo launchers. Hmm. So they've, they've got a fair, <laughs> fair armament, I should say, for a such a yeah. little ship. I wonder why they continue counting in millimeters once they get that high. Maybe it's just to keep it all uniform and easy to compare probably I mean that's what the metric system is all about isn't it mm. but I mean after a while yeah 346 millimeter hmm that's <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it's 
pretty the pretty wide. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, once you get to a thousand, you're already at a meter. So, so yeah, you're, you're, you really don't need to say a whole lot beyond that, do you? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite a lot of stuff. Sure is. And yeah, I've never heard of any other AK weapon other than the 47. But 176 sounds a lot bigger. It sure does. Now, is AK the company or. It's a good question. I guess it just means it's a Soviet gun? Could be. Which is interesting that these are a brand new ship and they're using guns manufactured by the Soviet Union. <laughs> Yeah, but they're putting these in the South Sea. Yeah. Not against the Russians. No. They probably bought them from the Soviet Union. Soviet probably, Union probably yeah. had stockpiles of those kinds <laughs> of things just laying around. So they're buying stuff from Soviets, building the ships, and then shipping them out to... Uh, Guard against the Bangladesh former Soviets. Nigeria. Well, also that. <laughs> it's a very international exchange, though. You wouldn't really mm-hmm. expect that for armaments, but... Uh, I guess business is business. Yeah, the basic Type 056 is equipped with Type 347G radar and bow-mounted sonar. And the Type 056A adds towed array and variable depth sonars. And the toad body suggests the VDS is not an exact copy of the Italian US DE1163 or the French WV-43. And the Type 056 has a helicopter deck for a Z9 sized helicopter, but it doesn't have a hangar. So it's not huge, but it's able to have a helicopter landing on it. That's, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. Interesting enough, I suppose. If you scroll all the way down here, you'll see a whole list of all the ships in commission currently. All the ones, including those in the Bangladesh Nigerian Navy. Hmm. It's very interesting how disclosed they all are. Yeah. <laughs> you just wouldn't read. Like you'd be on the open sea and see a ship pass by and look it up whose ship it is on Wikipedia. <laughs> Like, you can just yeah, look it up on you the can look who built right it. You can see who built it. You can see when it was oh, made. It was commissioned in June 2014. <laughs> Good. Like, it's a really weird world we live in, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's very strange. Very strange. Well, I wonder where the, uh, all the sources lead to. Oh, there's actually a, pl- a plan identification guide. Wow. Yeah, one of the sources is a PDF of a bunch of ships. Okay. You just see a picture of ships. And it says under each ship the different numbers and the name of them beside there. Are you looking at the same one I am? This like The one that looks like little uh, silhouettes of... No, I got this really nice brochure. <laughs> the PLA Navy. New capabilities and missions for the 21st century. <laughs> it's all in English. It begins with a nice little uh, uh, preamble by Chinese, former Chinese President Hu Jintao. 
and then it goes into an executive summary, naval strategies and missions. I don't know why this is all in English. This is weird. Uh, it, sh- it describes Chinese China's defensive layers uh, surrounds certain areas in the sea. Um, describes various straits. And then it goes into the different qual- uh, the different uh, classifications of ships. Also, it tells you about the various ranges of the different brands of service-to-air missiles. <laughs> uh, this is weird. Like, why are they? Why is this all like such a nice, well-presented? Huh. <laughs> I guess they really want us to know what they're capable of, huh? <laughs> There's all their helicopters. Like- Print this out, you know, have it yeah. in a little book collection. No, seriously, though. It's, like, really nice. There's, like, color yeah. print. There's, like, color graphics everywhere. Mm-hmm. and Nice. A very nice layout. And the English is not anywhere near. Like, it's very, very good. Mm. It's refined. It's college level. Ivy League level. Oh, it even has a little paragraph in here about Chinese cyber warfare, warfare development. Uh. Uh, it says that uh, cyber capabilities represent one of the most revolutionary changes to warfare in modern history. Many security experts have debated how and to what extent cyber will be employed during the next major conflict. Regardless of cyber's limitations or potential, we know that China is one of a handful of countries on the forefront of developing military cyber capabilities. China's 2010 defense white paper highlighted the importance of cybersecurity in China's national defense. Publicly, China has maintained that it is a victim rather than an originator of cyber actions, but documents such as 2013 Mandiant Report highlight the PLA's large cyber effort. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Hmm. Oh, this is an American document made about Chinese intelligence on Chinese military. Got hmm. it. I was going to say, like, why are they, like, saying... China's China says this, but they actually aren't doing it. <laughs> like, why would China say that? That'd be weird. Yeah, the the one that I went to was just a picture of boats. I like that more. All the boats. Much less complicated. Every boat you could ever want to look at. I do want to look at most of their boats. <laughs> most of their boats are new, and that's something you can't say for most of the, or, the the navies of the world. Except it is just silhouettes, so you just get kind of a rough idea. Let's see, it's uh, number 36. Oh, wait. 26. Okay. That's the one. Hey, I wonder if we could check out the uh, 079 while we're here. See if it's actually on here. The 079? Yeah, the one that we started on. It should be. It should be. I think so. Unless it's listed under the NATO designation. Yulian. 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 My screen's too small to really look at this thing. I'll be honest with you. Hey, I found. Well, Yulian. Close enough. (laughs) Uh, It kind of looks like a oil rig a little bit. Oh. Two ships under the big ship. Two ships under the second big ship or the first big ship? The second big ship. Second big ship, okay. On the right hand side. Yeah, there he is. Yunnan, Yuliang. Yep, Type 079. There it is. Yep. Sure enough. Oh, uh, okay, so maybe those ones we saw were most 
All of them have been decommissioned or scrapped. Hmm. Well, that's good. It does look like one of the more... You know, I wonder if we searched Yuliang. Wait a second. There's an idea. Let's see if that brings up the right ship. Hey. Oh, shit. No, it doesn't. I brought up the very first the very first uh, article, the image. I uh, put yeah. in Yuliang LSM. Oh, see, without the LSM, it brings you up a bunch of pictures of uh, naked Asian ladies. <laughs> That's why I was kind of like pretty pretty quick to curse there, because that was I was not expecting that. That was a little distasteful. <laughs> um, no, I got a ship. You got to Definitely got to put in the LSM. There's the LSM. Okay. All N1122. right. N one one two two. That's what she. Hey, looks buddy. Like. I can see how that would happen. Hundred people on it. Yeah. Somewhere. It's pretty big. I mean, you, you could fit him. Yeah. Not comfortably, but I don't think that's the point. Yeah. There are people. It's a people moving It's really ship. just a transport, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a landing ship. But I can also see why that would be decommissioned. Yeah. They can definitely make some more comfy, comfy ships now. Mm-hmm. All right. Back to the Corvette. All right. So where should we go from here? Might be interesting to check out some of those guns. See what's up. We could check out the guns. We could check out um, the... Uh, what else did I see that was interesting? Oh, we could check out the uh, Hodong Zhanghua shipbuilding. Hmm. Which is the uh, manufacturer of this little guy. Uh, you can also check out other types of ships. Uh, frigates. Missile boats. Yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of good options, really. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? What do you think? I'm, I'm not really mm-hmm. passionate about any of them personally, mm-hmm. so I'm not not passionate. I'm, I'm <laughs> just not. I'm equally you, passionate. You're not swayed any yeah, particular. Yeah, I like I like several of them, but I don't like any of them more than the other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, let's check out the shipbuilding place. See if see what else they've been up to. Alright, let's do it. Let's go. Okay, let's wholly own the Hudong Zhanghua Shipbuilding. is a wholly owned subsidiary of China State Shipbuilding Corporation. The largest shipbuilding group in China. The second largest in the world. Wow. I wonder what the first largest is. I thought the second one would be. I thought the first largest one would be in China at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Hmm. Well, there's a list of shipbuilders and shipyards, so I'm sure that it would be on that list. We can check that out because this article's hecka short. Yep, it is. All right, let's just go on over. All right, right over to list of shipbuilders and shipyards. Of course. This doesn't tell us which one is the largest. This just gives us a list of all of them. Uh, but at least now we have... We have access. ...a chance of getting to it. So all right. about a one in a couple thousand... Yes. <laughs> well, yes. as far as links go, I don't know. My guess is that somewhere in the U.S., would be the possibly one. yeah I mean I feel it's like we, we, we would be ones to build a lot of you know military vessels we would we're not as military we're not as like 
seafaring in some other mm, countries, though? I'm thinking, true. what if... What if it was actually... Something weird like Hyundai in South Korea? Hmm. I think... And I might be wrong, but I think either Samsung or Hyundai was the ones responsible for building the largest ship in the world. Mm-hmm. And to me, largest ship in the world means you have to have the largest shipyard <laughs> to make it. They were building, um, I think it was some sort of oil tanker, hmm. something like that. I remember seeing the documentary on it. It was like it was it was like a how it's made, mm-hmm. but it was all about how like dangerous it was because of the, sh- the ship was so big, <sighs> and they had to make it in such a way that it was actually really perilous to build the darn thing because there were such vast distances that somebody mm-hmm. could like fall down from <laughs> in the context of the ship that they had like lots of safety precautions and stuff. So I think I think it might be Hyundai Heavy Industries. Not sure. Where do you see Hyundai? It's under South Korea. If you scroll down, there's a couple under, under South Korea. Is there? Yeah. I don't see a South Korea list of shipbuilders and shipyards, right? Yeah. South Korea is in here. South Korea. Oh, there it is. How did I? I was looking. I, I was looking over that whole thing. I was scrolling down and up, and I did not see the name South Korea anywhere. That's weird. Okay. Well, why don't we just pop on over there? All right. Hyundai let's try. Heavy Industries. Let's try. Let's try. I mean, it's not going to take us right to the shipyards, I don't think, but we'll give it a shot. Oh, hey! Look at that. Hey! We did it. Yes. On the money. <laughs> All right. We beat the odds. Yes. Little little foreboding knowledge kind of helps helps things along sometimes. (laughs) Helps to make an educated guess. Yeah. So yeah, Hyundai Heavy Industries is the world's largest shipbuilding company. Located in South Korea, aka the good one, or the not bad one. Whichever you prefer to (laughs) designate it. Um, It has seven divisions. Shipbuilding, offshore and engineering, Industrial plant and engineering, engine and machinery, electro and electric systems, construction equipment, and green energy. And it looks like they build just about everything. They build ships, and they build the construction equipment required to make the ships. So they kind of have cut out the middleman there, haven't they? Yep. <laughs> They've really streamlined the whole process. Hey, we need to build a ship. Yeah, but we need all these things. Yeah, I'll just build those too. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Where are we going to get the power from to make them? Hold on. We have a green energy <laughs> branch. We'll just make the power too. Hey, just throw up some turbines. We'll get some wind in here. We'll make the turbines. Gun. We'll make the engines for the turbines. <laughs> we'll make the metal for the engines that go in the turbines. We'll make everything. <laughs> Start to finish. Do the whole thing. Monopolies aren't illegal here. <laughs> Woo! So, in 2002, they made... $49.4 billion. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Their operating income is $1.8 billion, And their net income is $917 million. Uh, Their number of employees is 25,093. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And they were only founded in 1972. That's uh, <laughs> downright respectable, then. Yeah, I mean, you figure, like, people have been 
having navies for how long now? Since the beginning of time. They swoop in in 1972 and they're like, hey, largest shipbuilding company. What are you going to do about it? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We're from South Korea. You ever heard of South Korea? Doesn't matter. We're going to We're going we're to focus all our energy on shipbuilding and then... That's going to be it. <laughs> That's going to be it. That's incredible, though. Uh, that Hyundai Hyundai's branch into all these things. I mean, they make, these are the same dudes that make the cars mm-hmm. and the trucks and the the, the largest ships. Mm-hmm. Like Hyundai's doing pretty well for itself, yeah. doing everything. <laughs> kind of makes me want to buy a Hyundai. Yeah, it feels like they know what they're doing somewhat. <laughs> the CEO and president is named Quan O'Gap. Quan O'Gap. Quan O'Gap. No link to him, unfortunately. Yeah. Want to learn how? Learn, Want to learn about that gap? <laughs> O'Gap. He got that gap. Mm-hmm. O'Gap. Uh, let's see. But we can bounce to any other of the various arms of Hyundai. Mm-hmm. We can go to Hyundai Motor Company, Hyundai Asan, Hyundai Engineering and Construction, Hyundai Department Store. Eh. Group. <laughs> you know what? I I'm am interested in I'm that intrigued. One. Let's do it. <laughs> so apparently there is a chain of Hyundai Department Stores in okay. South Korea. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Wow, okay, so this group operates a range of service industry businesses. And subsidiaries include Hyundai Home Shopping and Hotel Hyundai. Is there anything this company does not do, <laughs> is my question. So, I wonder if you could, like, take a Hyundai ferry over, you know, land on the land, drive your Hyundai up to a Hyundai motel... Yeah. Go down the street to a Hyundai store, buy a bunch of Hyundai products. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you could do all of those things all the while <laughs> making sure that you stop and refill your car at the gas station, which has gas provided to them by Hyundai oil tankers, <laughs> which, uh, and of course, the hotels and stores you're shopping at all have been stocked by trucks, which are made by Hyundai. Mm-hmm. Going to and from Hyundai shipyards. <laughs> they're making out. They have, they're making out like a bandit. They pretty yeah. much run Korea. It looks like I don't understand how they only <laughs> have an income of forty-seven billion dollars. That seems well. That was just that one division. That's true. Oh shoot! That's that, true. That, that was, was just only the, the shipbuilding. Oh my god! <laughs> Hyundai, as a larger company, probably has a small country's worth of fortune. Which is yeah. convenient because they're in a small country. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised if they had more money than South Korea itself. You know, we can't really know, though, because like, they only list the revenues for the shipbuilding corporation. They don't yeah. bother to tell us about the revenue for this one. <laughs> so that's kind of kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, well, it says that the company began as... Kiem Kang Developmental Industrial Company in 1971. It opened its first store in Ulsan in 1977. The flagship store in an affluent Seoul neighborhood of Apgu Jiang was opened in 1985. And the Hyundai Department Store Group has seven other stores in the Seoul Megalopolis. And then there's another link to a Hyundai Department Store 
underneath Hyundai Department Store Group, <laughs> which then links you to various locations where you can go to a hunt a store. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. link you to any actual stores. It's a shame that none of the other um, group families under there have a link, especially some of these are strange like Hyundai Dream Tour. Yeah. That's what? that's a thing, but it has no link. There's no way of finding out. Why wouldn't you link us to that? That sounds <laughs> fascinating. And Hyundai Ethics. I don't know if those exist. Uh, is that... You seem to have taken over all of your country's <laughs> industry. So you may not be the most ethical dude. Sorry to break it to you, Sam. I mean, not Samsung. Sorry. Although <laughs> Samsung's also South Korean, so... Mm. Mm. Uh, and uh, I did bounce on over to Hyundai just to check on revenue stuff. And they, as a larger company, they have been divided up into their smaller companies. But they had revenue, annual revenues of around $90 billion and over 200,000 employees. That's pretty big. Yeah. All right. Where to go from here? Uh, it's a shame they don't have a link to Hotel Hyundai either. I mean, nothing <laughs> on here that's legitimately good to go to. Doesn't mean the department's article is kind of a dud. Yeah. I mean, we could we could just end it here. We could. Yeah. Could just end it at this disappointing <laughs> facade of a department store. Or we, or we could just bounce over to department store and end it there. Yeah. Since that, you know, it's one or, one or the other. Okay. <laughs> at least then we just got the nice, succinct Hyundai department store. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just slim it down a little bit. Yeah. Man, this one only has $340 million in annual sales. Paltry. It's a shame. Small and <laughs> insignificant number. That's a less than a tenth of what the shipbuilding company makes. Hey, man, people got to have their ships. They don't need their department stores. Yeah. That's some crap. That's true. Yeah. All right. So this has been uh, Type 079 Class Landing Ship to Hyundai Department Store. Yep. <laughs> Maybe someday they'll put department stores on ships and where you can buy cars in the department store. <laughs> all sponsored by Hyundai. All, all by Hyundai. Yep. With a Samsung interface. <laughs> That's the only non-Hyundai thing on there. Yep. Until they get into the phone industry, then we're stuck. Only a matter of time, my friend. Only a matter of time. They will make it illegal. Yes. All right. Uh, so please visit facebook.com slash podcast. Give us a like and follow. Head over to iTunes and rate and review us. And you can always find new episodes on the website, twc.erictoribio.com. And there's also the uh, barren wasteland of the Wikicron on Twitter. And one of these times I will actually announce on Twitter that we are recording so that we can do that thing that we said we might do a couple episodes ago. But anyway, I'd like to thank Louis Armstrong for our theme song and Blind Lemon Jefferson for our outro song. Mm, blind Lemon. Mm-hmm. So thanks again for joining us. I was Eric. And I was John. 
And this was the Wikipedia Chronicles. I don't understand. I, I'm just not as fast to react. Mm. Mm. I had no deep, no idea how deep the uh, Hyundai conspiracy. Went. It's a conspiracy. The Hyundai South Korea isn't even a country. It's Hyundai. It's all Hyundai. There isn't the, the government is just puppets, all run by Hyundai. They're made, by, they're made by Hyundai. They're all robots. South Korea, quote-unquote, still wants North Korea back only so that Hyundai can take it over and use it. <laughs> use it for its ports and its industry. They just need more resources. They just need more things. Lord, that's like big mama, don't run my darling home.